Hello, friends, and welcome to episode three of our financial series. I am with my beautiful friend, Jamie Power, and we're talking about insurance today. And this is like where I have no idea, but I know I have life insurance. And we're going to be talking <laughs> about all of this today and just like understanding like why it's so important and at the same time, like what the benefits are and why everyone should have life insurance. But it goes much more beyond that. We have the critical illness insurance, disability. We're be talking about group benefits and etc. So Jamie, thank you so much for being here and let's do this. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk about insurance to your audience. Uh, I think when we think of financial planning, we think about money in and out and investing, but we and, and probably retirement because it's the biggest thing that we're saving for and insurance is often forgotten. And when we first start thinking about insurance, typically it's when we're buying our first house. Mm -hmm. You know, you're buying your house, the mortgage person asks you, you want insurance, you probably say yes because you don't know any better and because you think you're doing the right thing. Um, and in our head, we're protecting a mortgage, right? That's what we think. That's where we start thinking about why or when we need insurance. But insurance is a risk management tool. And what I mean by that is we set out these plans, this financial plan. You want to retire at 65. You want to leave this behind. You have all this that you want to do in that time frame. But what if my partner dies? What if I get sick? What if I have a disability? You know, all of those things will derail the ability to reach those goals. And so we can plan those goals as much as we want, but if we can't protect them, the, the likelihood of those goals attainability do decrease quite a bit. Like our likelihood of um, being disabled at some point in our life at this young age that we are is about 30%. Hmm. And and that's for 90 days or longer. Wow. So we often think that we are so invincible. I had somebody uh, probably like one of the first years in, in financial planning say, you know, if you had a uh, machine in your basement that was making a hundred grand a year, would you insure it? Oh, boy, yeah. We're making a hundred grand a year. Are we insured? Probably not. Right. So <clears throat> there are a lot of different types of insurance out there and different purposes for each one of them. Um, term life insurance and permanent life insurance are two very different things. We'll dig into it. Critical illness insurance and disability insurance are both living benefits. And what I mean by that is that we receive the benefit while we're living. And then um, and then there's the group benefits, which we may touch on it, uh, at the end. But we started with the mortgage life insurance. And for the most part, those products that are tied to your mortgage, they're not a great product. So the bank is the beneficiary. So I die, I have mortgage life insurance, my $400,000 mortgage gets paid off. I mean, that's good. That frees up $2,000 of cash flow for my husband. Meanwhile, I've lost the income coming in the household, which is much more than $2,000 a month. And um, that's it. He just has no mortgage. 
Whereas say I had a $400,000 life insurance policy, James would get $400,000 and he could do with that with what he wanted to do with it. He could put some towards a mortgage, but if you think about putting $400,000 in the market and what that would do over the next 20 years, that has a lot bigger impact on somebody than just having your mortgage paid off. So mortgage life insurance uh, with the bank as a beneficiary isn't, isn't ideal. Personally owned term life insurance where your loved ones are the beneficiary, that's preferred. Uh, again, with the mortgage life insurance, uh, your um, rates typically go up over time because you're getting older, yet your balance is going down. My mortgage didn't start at 400,000 and then it's going to go to 300,000. But because I'm getting more risky as I age, my, my amount is actually going up quite a bit. Uh, and then the biggest piece is that the mortgage life insurance is underwritten at death. So when you did your life insurance, somebody probably came, uh, took your blood, yep. eaten a cat, stood on a scale, took your blood pressure. <clears throat> and they, the insurance company, when they did your policy, they're like, Amanda, she's, what did you say? You were super, super preferred, super preferred. Is that kind of like? State Farm. State Farm. Okay. Um, super preferred. Uh, now it's day short down. Insurance um, rating. So that just means that if your uh, insurance policy was going to cost you $30 a month, that's costing you 28 So it just gives you a better rate because you're in really good health. <laughs> I actually don't see that so often. So <laughs> congratulations. I was also like 15 years ago. I sure you're still in great health. Uh, and um, uh, what were we saying? The mortgage, life insurance. Yeah, it's like basically a decrease, like a, as you age, like the decreases. Yeah, yeah. So your amount goes up there that you're paying and then the your value decreases over time. Um. Oh, and then so it's underwritten. The mortgage life insurance is underwritten after you die. For the most part, there is one company out there that doesn't do that, but most places where you're going to get a mortgage, most banks will be this type of insurance. And uh, what that means is that they can go back and be like, okay, well, at your five-year term, when we renewed your insurance, you said you were in the same health. And really, when you when they saw their doctor the year prior, their blood pressure was up, and they didn't tell us about that, so denied. <clears throat> and there actually aren't statistics out there uh, about how much they pay out. So when we're putting in some putting something into place like in, like insurance to protect us, but we don't know if they're going to pay out. That's that's the conservative thing that the women are doing by forcing your families to get insurance. Uh, it's it's the confidence that we want to yeah. have. It's not there. Mm -hmm. So a uh, term life insurance um, is typically cheaper. Um, your family's a beneficiary. It's underwritten at time of placement. Uh, for example, Canada Life, this is like a couple years ago that this, I have their numbers. They paid out like 28,000 claims and only, and less than a hundred weren't paid out and for fraudulent things. And so we know because they give us those statistics that that, that policy that we're putting in force to protect your family is going to pay out. Um, so term life insurance is a really great thing to put in force when we're young and healthy. You know, um, it's so cheap. 
like on a 30 year old for a million dollars, it's probably $25 a month. And the purpose for that policy is to make sure when I'm not here that my family will not suffer financially. Um, and that is really where that term life insurance comes into play. You can do a 10 year, 20 year, you can really do anything nowadays. They have the pick your term. And so you can do 12 years if you want to. Uh, and there's benefits to both. So your term 10 policies that using that 30 year old, I when that person turns 40, that policy is going to jump up. So instead of being $30 a month, it's going to be $100 a month. And the reason that that happens is that the insurer is assuming that you are unwell and unable to get new insurance. So you have, um, so they're assuming that you're sick. So they're now assuming the risk. And so you have to pay more. If that's not the scenario, you can just go out and get yourself a whole new policy. If Rates have seemingly gone down the last few years, so um, so it's probably in a good place for it anyways. And then the term 20, so when I'm 50, um, using the 30-year-old example, um, my rate will have stayed the same. It'll be higher than the 10-year until um, I'm 50. So maybe at 50, you don't have a need for that term policy anymore, perhaps. And so that's really where that term life insurance really comes into play for young people and families. So often I hear, but Jamie, I'm young and healthy. I don't need life insurance, <laughs> but this is what you need to get it because you're young and healthy. The moment that there's um, a critical event for you or your parents, I had uh, somebody deny because of a disease that their parents had. You know, it's not just our insurability. Um, the hereditary disorders that our parents have have an impact mm -hmm. on our insurability as well. So, do you have any no, I don't have a question. It's just, but it's so true. And I guess just being a part of um, like some, like the Guelph Facebook group, especially the supporting moms, you see a lot of people mm -hmm. like really struggling because like, yeah, things have changed with their health and insurance and stuff like that. And some of them most of the time don't have insurance. And yeah. so they're like trying to find out like, what do I do next? If I don't have this, like if I don't have insurance and you know, my spouse is like on disability because of something that happened at work and whatnot, it's such a struggle like yeah. now and especially in the past couple of years with COVID the illnesses and stuff that have taken place like there, there's a lot of people that wish like are wanting to know what to do when they don't have insurance yeah uh once there's a health event you are just stuck on savings for the most part and sometimes though if you if it's cancer or um a heart issue if you're years out from that they they um insurance companies may may look at you uh, honestly every insurance company is so different mm -hmm. um one insurance company may decline somebody and another person might give give the same person a standard rating which just means that their premium isn't high so if they all have their own different underwriting yeah. and at 10 years of working with them all you have a good understanding of who looks at what so the, the term life insurance is, is important. Um, I'm going to go down the list and go to the living benefits next. And so with critical illness insurance and disability insurance. So they cover both being ill, but they cover them in two completely different ways. So critical illness, 
say, Amanda, you have $100,000 of critical illness insurance on you, uh, term 10 policy for that would cost you about $30 a month. And the term CI policies don't seem to go up near as much as the term uh, life insurance. So term 10 is a good policy. Uh, and something happens to you. Term life insurance have about a 5% claim rate because we are likely to get ill, but not likely to die while we have a term life insurance policy. Critical illness, over 30%. Because we're likely to get sick. What, one in two with cancer and critical illness covers 25 different illnesses. Heart attack, cancer, stroke being the top three, about 80% of the claims on those. Mm -hmm. okay. And so in Canada, we're lucky. We have for the most part, free healthcare, for the most part. If you want to see a naturopath, if your husband needs to take time off work while you're caring, while you're going to doctor's appointments, you need someone to take care of your kid. There are so many costs that we don't think about. Plus, like a lot of the chemos aren't covered by private healthcare or public healthcare. Uh, maybe you want to go get a test done in the state. Uh, and that's going to cost a lot of money or over overseas uh, for a country that's specializing in whatever disorder you you've been diagnosed with. The CI allows you to not suffer financially. You know, your your whole life has been rocked and to have 100, 200, 300,000 just popping into your into your bank account to alleviate that financial strain so you can focus on getting better. I, unreal to be able to have that. Mm -hmm. uh, so all you have to do is suffer one of those events and that pays out. Wow. And it's true. Like, I know, like I, we didn't suffer like with like critical illness, but Nathan had like a surgery and when it rocks your world, it rocks your world and you're not thinking properly. You can't concentrate. Like there's just so much. And like, you don't even want to deal with it at that time because of all the stuff. And I don't, I wouldn't even know if it was like a long-term illness, like what I would do. So yeah. just understanding that emotionally could just from that little, the, from that little month and a half that we went through, I can only imagine what that, what someone would feel like. When yeah. They had to, and then on top of that, they have to like pay for everything because there's a lot of hidden costs you have to stay at the hospital but like there's no beds at the hospital and so then you have to either rent a hotel motel or you have a ronald mcdonald house maybe like it's just um, unbelievable what life would look like if that yeah. was happening that's right oh emotional it is emotional <laughs> yeah it definitely. is yeah so uh with the ci it's 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 just, it's so important to protect ourselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It it really will derail your financial plan because you will pull that money out of RSPs, out of yes. savings, wherever it is. You're, you're trying to survive. Yeah. yeah. So invest the money up front so you don't have to retire on less or retire later and suffer through that. They, you can put uh, riders on, on a CI policy for return of premium. So you can have a return of premium after 15 years. And so 
in our head so often we think of insurance as an expense because we have to do house insurance and auto insurance. When am I ever going to use that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so you can actually get your money back at the end of the day if you if you want to elect to do that. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Uh, we do uh, stuff like that um, in much bigger forms for um, for businesses. So when you think a family, what about a business? So I'm the head of a business and something happens to me. Think about the expenses that occur there. I need someone to come in and replace my CEO position. I need someone to to make sure everything is running well in my business. And I still have financial needs outside of it. So we set that up for business in a shared ownership capacity where the uh, business pays for the insurance the um, insured pays for the return of premium. And uh, if something happens over the 15 years, uh, so say it's a million dollars and we're paying $40,000 a year for this, it pays out that million dollars to the court. Perfect. We have that money. Our business doesn't have to suffer. I don't have to suffer. We have business continuity. Whereas if at 15 years, uh, and we, I have stayed healthy through those 15 years, I can elect to cancel that plan. And I personally, even though the business paid for most of it, will receive those 15 years of premiums back, which in this case is 600000 just back in my bank account tax-free. And so this is a strategy that we use with a lot of our business, um, business clients. And if you think a lot of times someone's like, really getting to be in a successful business. It's about at age 40 and then 15 years or 55, the freedom 55 and having that $600,000 come into the household. Perfect timing for, for that. Oh man. What a feel good. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, there's planning that we can do with insurance. That's not just the risk management of, of, um, of actually having the event, but there's tax planning that we can look at doing with it as well. And then in line with the CI is disability insurance. So where CI pays out a lump sum, uh, the disability insurance pays um, a monthly benefit and it's based on your ability to do the daily acts of living and, and your ability to do your job. And <clears throat> when we put in personal disability policies, we put in a bunch of riders on that. So um, I like to use a, uh, RMT when I'm explaining. So uh, Sarah is an RMT and she owns RMT Co. And she has suffered a disability. So she can't do her work as an RMT. And she say she won't be able to do it for one year but she can run the business. So if she had a typical workplace disability policy or a bare bones disability policy, if she was still running the place, that policy wouldn't pay out. So when we build those policies, we allow her to work in some capacity um, using her brain and not her body. And when she does start returning to work, the way that we can set up these policies will allow her to ease back in. And then once she's got back up to her original revenue, the disability policy will go away. Part of the problem with, um, so this would be a typical um, group benefit disability okay, policy, that's what I was about to yeah, ask. Yeah. is 
I want to go back to work. I can't afford to go back to work one day a week and lose my disability insurance. So I'm going to stay off work. That's not good for my mental health. There's a whole um, slew of issues that come with not having a properly set up disability policy. Uh, and unfortunately, the group benefits DI policies do uh, have a phrase at two years that um, says, goes from I cannot do my regular occupation to I cannot do any occupation. And barring severe disability, those um, premiums will likely cease. Uh, and and that premiums, the, the money that you're receiving from the disability policy will likely cease. Whereas when we build them out personally, we keep the, the language to going to 65. Uh, so having a personally owned policy that has been beefed up is really important. Um, again, I think it was on the last episode that we talked about having that, um, or maybe it was this one, that $100,000 machine. It was this one. It yeah. was then in your basement. Would you insure it? That's where the disability insurance comes in. Are we insuring our bodies? Are we insuring our ability to do our job? Really our largest asset is our ability to earn income. If we don't have income coming in, we have income going out, mm, yep. right? And um, this ensuring that is really important. Well, mm -hmm. That is a good way to summer, like summarize what you just spoke about because it's so true. Like taking that time to you know protect ourselves, protect our well being, protect our health, protect our family is super important for like yeah we never know. It's, massage therapy is like one of the most like hardest like jobs on your body. So I, it was such a great example because like many people can identify with like that everyday, like overusing that muscle, overusing the injury. Like, so I like that you brought that up because it was easy for me to understand like, Oh yeah, totally. Personal trainer, same idea. Like, yeah. so very cool to um, bring that up because we never think about the long-term plan of uh, when it comes to insurance. Yeah. Yeah, so the disability insurance isn't a cheap uh, policy to put in in place, uh, but also not losing losing your income isn't a cheap thing to experience either. So I mean, we're only getting older. Like getting older, like takes your body is working harder. It's a harder machine to maintain to like keep healthy as we get older. You realize like, how yeah. <laughs> how not. Like how frail we are in the day and like how anything can happen. Like that thought that like nothing's ever going to happen to me slowly subsides. Oh, it diminishes yeah. for sure. Especially <laughs> after you have kids, you're like, yeah. oh, I'm not recovering the same as yeah. I used to. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you look at it in the bigger picture of things, so we're almost 40. So we're working for another 20, 25 years. You make say $100,000 a year, that's $2.5 million over the next um, 25 years. Let's protect that for ourselves. Because either we have that coming in or we don't. <clears throat> if, we're, if we don't have that, um, have that insured. Um, and then the last policy I have on here to talk about is permanent life insurance. So I, I said that the term insurance only pays out about 4% of the time. Whereas permanent life insurance pays out barring any fraud. Uh, and 
they can be set up in so many different ways, like a pay to a hundred, pay up, paid up in 10 years, you know, so I have a million dollar policy and I'm going to pay for it um, for 10 years and it's always going to stay in force. Uh, and so permanent life insurance can come in a few different ways. So uh, pay to 100 just means that the policy is enforced on 100 and you're paying whatever premium that is. Um, there are permanent um, whole life insurance policies and universal life insurance policies. And these are participating policies. And what I mean by that is that there's investment portion tied to, to that insurance. So it's not just an insurance policy, it's an investment. Um, for the purpose of this podcast, and just going to talk about whole life, universal life, uh, you can choose th some of your investments inside of there, um, but we'll stick just with the the whole life, where the bank chooses what's investing inside of that policy, and there's a dividend scale. So, um, for example, a million dollar uh, permanent life insurance, say it costs you $500,000 um, over 10 years. So $50,000 a year for 10 years gets you a million dollars of life insurance. That sounds crazy. That sounds ludicrous. Why would you ever do that? Mm -hmm. um, because there's an amount growing inside of it that is essentially keeping up and passing the policy premium that you're paying. So at year three, I would have put in $150,000. I'll have about $150,000 inside that policy. And <clears throat> that is growing tax-free. So I think that's like that TFSA style tax-free. Okay. Um, where this gets really neat is if you're a business, if you're incorporated, because inside a corporation, your tax on passive income, so that is on your investments, is 50%. Doesn't matter how much money is in the, inside there. You're paying, you're, you're receiving 50 cents on every dollar of growth that you have inside of, of that corporation. But if this policy is inside that corporation, that's what you're investing in. It's all growing tax-free. So you're missing the tax on on the growth of the policy. You don't have to pay any of that. Um, and so often we're talking about investments and growing. We think about the rate of return, that 3%, that 6%. But what about the taxes, right? So if we're paying 50 cents on tax or zero cents on tax. You're already saving yourself a boatload of money. Mm -hmm. um, and without getting too over the listeners' heads. I hope you're following along. Um, but it is a really, really neat thing to be able to be using inside your corporation. And then when we die, if I died with a million dollars in my corporation, that still has to come out somehow. And so there's taxes for that to come out. If I die with a million dollar life insurance policy, most of that will come out tax-free. There's a notional account created called the capital dividend account, allowing that million dollars to come out. So one way I have 600,000 coming out, another way I have about a million coming out. Which would you want, right? So a lot of what we do, what I do with my clients isn't 
just putting it is using the money that they have available. Maybe we're finding more money available by moving things around, but and by putting it in the right places that works the best for them for the mm-hmm. tax planning and using like the CI and the whole life policies inside the corporation are really great ways to mitigate the taxes. One other thing that's really important to know is I have, I have an estate from when I started in my business, almost 10 years, the 10 years ago, that's still not settled. Okay. So wow. somebody died and they're still fighting over it. Typically an estate takes six months to two years to settle and it's expensive, right? The, the, if I die with say with $2 million, my beneficiaries are getting probably a million at the end of that, assuming that it's all in like registered accounts. There's other ways that you can die with money and it's not being taxed. But if I die with a $2 million life insurance policy, my beneficiaries are getting life insurance. They're getting that full $2 million. Um, and the the note to say about the uh, about the timeline that that estate has taken to settle, think about who you were 10 years ago. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or who you're oh going to be in 10 years and to be fighting for that and yeah. what that does to a relationship. But outside of that, the life insurance policies typically pay out within a week. So... This, pol- this thing has been going on for 10 years, but the beneficiaries that are named in that life insurance policy are done and gone. Um, and so that's kind of like, it's nice that you give things into perspective of like what it looks like for, you know, receiving something like, like, a, like an insurance payout or yeah. something. Yeah. Think, think like if James died tomorrow, James don't die. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not getting with. Um, and uh, uh, like, there are so many things to think about. Like, you know, we have to figure out what's going on with the bank accounts and and the investment accounts and the houses and all those things that are happening and like uh, um, merging the bank accounts because we have our like stuff separate because we get two businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and where all the money is coming from to fund all, all this stuff um, while we're figuring out the estate settling. But if there, if his $2 million life insurance policy pays out within a week, then that alleviates the stress of where's, where's everything going and how is it being paid for? Um, And so that's, that's a pretty big benefit. There are a lot of times. So when we're looking at insurance, will I be okay? Will my family be okay? If, Will my family be okay if I die tomorrow? No? Okay. Let's look at what that life insurance looks like. If they are going to be okay, but you would rather put a life insurance policy in and three cents for the dollar versus your hard-earned money being what's going going to them and only going to them, that's great too. Um, and then with the disability and critical illness, will, will we be okay if... I can't make money if I have to be off work for six months, if X, Y, Z. And if, even if the answer is yes, I will be okay, would you rather spend your savings or have an influx of money coming into the household? Banks, large corporations, they all own tons of money in insurance. They, and big companies are investing in insurance and so should we. Um, 
and we need to be protecting ourselves. <laughs> this is, <laughs> I hope this is well received, but how many times have we seen a GoFundMe? Someone, oh man, more someone, often. Someone passed away. Yeah. Someone's sick. Yeah. Something has happened. And we're probably paying as much money to our friends, people that we've seen that their stories get to our heart in the amount that we could have been paying into our insurance policies and that people should be paying into insurance policies. Everyone should have insurance. Rich, not rich, everyone in in between should be protecting themselves. (laughs) That like that brings things perspective because I know most everyone pretty much has social media and I see that more often than I than not Mm -hmm. but like can you please help me out because yeah unfortunate circumstances accidents like stuff that you just like would never like want like to see someone go through and whatnot so yeah that puts things into perspective yeah um when it comes to insurance I like you brought up a quite a few there and I think like maybe you mentioned it but if you could just reiterate like for permanent life insurance like what like is that like is that the same as like um a term life insurance or is it not like when would you need it or when would you use a permanent life insurance like what does that mean yeah so the participating say like whole life insurance policy it's it's great long-term planning so like for Thanks. instance, when I got super preferred, when I got my first house, like I could have permanent life insurance. Then no, okay. you would know, you would know because okay. the premium will be a lot more instead of it being say $300 a year, it'll be $3,000 a year. Okay. Um, but there are scenarios where it's easy to say that you should have it. So I want to make sure that I can leave a legacy to my kids. We're living longer, retiring earlier. We're outliving our money mm-hmm. and underliving. I have clients that, so many clients that underlive in retirement to make sure that they can leave money to their kids. And if you have a permanent life insurance, the younger you get it, the better. It has more time to grow. It'll be cheaper the younger you get it. And you can make sure that you can leave that legacy behind. These policies are are assets to you as well. The money that's growing inside of them, you have access to. So it's not necessarily just uh, a legacy transfer piece. It can be a retirement planning piece. So where we, where I see this a lot is, I don't want to scare, scare your audience, but say 50 or 100,000 annual premiums into something like this in, in the corporation. And so by the time I'm 65, my death benefits a million, that's what I purchased, but the amount that's grown inside of there is now 3 million. And so I can borrow against that 3 million to then pay for my retirement. And that's a tax planning tool because I'm not taking the money out of my corporation in, in the same way. So it's uh, it can be a much greater tax planning, life planning, retirement planning, estate planning tool than just the term life insurance. Uh, It's hard to say because it's um, scenario specific. Uh, I had clients a a year ago that really wanted a term life insurance policy. But when I ran the cost-based analysis, 
they didn't need it for the like the they didn't want it for the legacy transfer but of investing in term and having the whole life for them it just made more sense it, like investing in term and saving the rest of it they're really yeah it's it's mm. it's individual to per person to what is necessary if you have a cottage that we talked about capital gains in the last in the last uh podcast but um I bought a cottage for 200,000 by the time I die it's worth 800,000 that's your gain the capital gain is on 50% of that so 400,000 is will have taxes owing on it so about 250,000 is what will be owed and so often we see that kids can't pay that tax bill. So then they have to sell the cottage to pay for the tax bill uh, on the cottage. Whereas if there was an insurance policy that went ran through the estate to pay for the tax bill, the cottage could have been kept in the family. So different things, different, so many different scenarios. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Well, it just helps me understand like, because it's over like overwhelming. it's overwhelming especially like again like this is like the work of like trying to understand and educate yourself and research like what is best for you mm -hmm. and so this is like why it's so important to have people like yourself on here is just to kind of give like an overview where it's like oh I need to like you know I want to relearn about some of this stuff like the terminology so I can like start thinking about what my want my life to look like so yeah. this is like this is the work is like to understand what insurance works best for you and like why it's so important to have it because it is very individual based yeah I think some also when you go through a lot of for some people so I've seen a lot of trauma seeing like the worst happen to the family members because of illnesses that has happened or accidents or something like it does help you it does make you think like you know I don't want the, what happened to that individual to happen to myself or this family member or that friend or whatnot so there's usually a catalyst that causes there somebody is, to want to yes. see it and uh, I just want to urge people to not have the catalyst moment in their lives and find a way to uh, just to think just try to protect themselves. It's insurance is one of those things is that once it's too late, it's too late, mm. right? You can't save more. Like it's, yeah, it, I, I just want to encourage people to protect themselves. I, in one year, I had two friends die at the age 30, both had kids. One friend had insurance, the other one didn't. And their spouses are living very differently because one had an influx of of cash flow into the house yes they lost the the income that was coming in as well and obviously their partner um and the other one didn't they lost the income and they didn't have an influx and it's different outcome mm -hmm. yeah so protect protect ourselves and protect our families and um for uh, your business listeners out there protecting your business um and making sure that our business can thrive even if we're not there yeah this was such an educational episode <laughs> also makes you think also shares like you know that you know making a decision of like trying to protect yourself, your family and your business is super important, especially with like, you know, that's the driver's seat. You want to know where you're going and where you want your life to go. Yeah. So thank you yeah. so much for thank this you. episode. And next episode is going to be on retirement and estate planning. This is well, like quite different than the insurance episode, but this is all building <laughs> towards the retirement and estate. So yeah. I'm excited. Thank you so much for you're another welcome. great episode, Jamie. Thanks for having me.
Thank you for listening to the Health in Guelph podcast. This show would simply not exist without you. If you know somebody in the community who would be a great candidate to be on this show, send them my way and email me at amanda at relevenrise.com. And what keeps us going and staying on the forefront is liking, commenting, and subscribing. Please share this podcast so we can keep this community connected. Thank you, Guelph, and stay strong.